0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining again today. Hope you're having a great day today. Uh, today we're gonna look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 through uh, 12. How far are you willing to go for the Lord? Are we willing to suffer for him? Are we willing to give our life for him? Are we willing to go to prison for him? You know, Paul is writing to young Timothy. Paul has found himself many times in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But not once did it ever cause him to waver from his faith or his confidence in the Lord. Have you ever been in a situation where you were afraid to let anyone know you were a Christian because you knew it would bring a backlash against you? Well, let's read Paul's advice to Timothy, which is also, I believe, great advice for each one of us today. Let's read our text: Second Timothy chapter one, verses eight through twelve. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us. And called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher. And an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until the day. Don't be ashamed. As soon as I read that, it took me back to Romans chapter 1, verse 16, where we found Paul saying this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Well, why not, Paul? He says, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul says, don't be ashamed of the Lord. Don't be ashamed of me. He is the Lord's servant. Instead, he says, join me. Join me in my suffering. In other words, join me in the sharing of the good news of Jesus Christ. Join me in the power of the gospel, in sharing it. Because we don't endure suffering for him on our own power. We endure suffering because of his power that he helps us with. I think this is a lesson we all can learn from many in the Bible. We can go all the way back to the New Testament, all the way through the New Testament. and We can see men and women who were willing to stand up, who were willing to give their lives for Christ, for God, and how God delivered them. Sometimes the deliverance was not what we expected it to be, but whether they lived or they died, they knew God would deliver them one way or another. My dad taught me a saying early on in my life. Don't ask anyone to do what you won't do yourself. That's exactly what Paul is saying here in verse nine. Join me in what I'm doing. Don't be ashamed. And then he's also saying God was willing to give his own son for us to come down into die on a cross for us so that we might have forgiveness of sins. See, God is not asking us to be a servant when he isn't willing to do the same thing for us. Think of all that God has done for us. Think of all that Christ has done for us. We should be willing to serve them. And the death of Christ on the cross was not something God came up with after it was planned before time began that he knew we would need someone to come and reconcile us back to him. So some folks say, well, why did he make us that way? Why didn't he just make us perfect? Because he wanted us to have free choice. He wanted us to love him because we want to love him, not because he forced us to love him. Just as a thought, What is the very worst thing anyone could do to you for standing up for the truth? Kill you. And there are many in our world losing their lives for preaching the gospel. But Paul says Christ has abolished death and brought forth life and immortality. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 25 and 26. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Now drop down further in 1 Corinthians 15 and listen to verses 50 through 58. Now I say this, brethren, the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised incorruptible. We shall all be changed. This corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. So when this corrupt, corruptible has put on immor- corruption, when this corruption has put on incorruption, this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Being a faithful follower of Christ till death, gives us victory. He has promised immortality in him. Paul says, I'm willing to suffer as an apostle, as a preacher, as a teacher to the Gentiles. He's not ashamed. He knows who he believes in and he knows the power of Christ and he is committed to him until the last day. How about us? great advice, Paul. Let's pray that God will give us the strength that Paul had. Thanks for being here today. We'll see you next time.